0: So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye.
1: I press record. I press record. Welcome to um what's oh, feature creep, colon. <laughs>
0: day is this <laughs> built-in microwaves semicolon
1: thanksgiving day special edition i was thinking if we're really on it we can record now and publish and put it out today um yeah. just as a one-off even though i don't know how much we'll actually end up talking about thanksgiving because i've already like pre-primed this one with this other thing um right. so well,
0: i i i i'm experiencing the you know the like quintessential thanksgiving miracle yes thank that we right. all know and love the, the, the annual thanksgiving miracle of having shingles again yes. <laughs> so you know this is my third thanksgiving with shingles it's yeah. really fun yeah um you know um good job
1: good job on you good job i don't know what that. else
0: to say i'm kind of speechless beyond that about the situation
1: yeah i mean what else do you say i mean shingles is just a horribly painful uncomfortable in my experience <laughs>
0: lucky lucky number three Uh uh-huh i'm like it's working its way down my body
1: oh maybe next time you'll have it like in a knee calf or even just like i'm voting for like like ankle or something but right yeah i mean it doesn't cake the funny thing is like when it happens though it's just gonna suck wherever it is like you're just gonna it's all it's gonna do is remind you how much you actually need to walk on the bottom of your like how much pressure you have to put on the bottom of your foot all the fucking time you're just gonna be like okay this sucks it
0: was terrible yeah i had thought about that because dan my neighbor and i were joking about this whole thing because he's he's been front front row seats for like every time i fetched, yes, basically yeah. and um, and uh the first one was so terrible we all thought i was going to die cuz we didn't know what it was and um dan was like well you know it's like it's working its way down and maybe out of your body so next time <laughs> if it's your ankles like it won't be that bad i i've had itchy ankles before and it's doable
1: it's doable <laughs>
0: it's doable
1: it's going to be fine you're going to make it this is doable <laughs>
0: i mean judging from how the sensations in my body feel this time around yeah i have been bitten by fire ants on my ankles before and lived to tell the tale no uh-huh. problem yes. and i had horrific swelling when that happened and i don't get that with shingles so i may be even better off <laughs> right. <laughs> right but let's just hope next time it's like someplace in yeah.
1: well so if you're uh if this is your first listen and you're listening in and it's in your listening today on thanksgiving for whatever reason at least you're in the <laughs> states where we celebrate the uh the routing of america and the uh, colonization of um the u.s mm-hmm. uh claiming it for the white man go white man um uh. <laughs> we're the best uh anyway sorry oh, great. um uh congratulations
0: congratulations um, uh, welcome to the holidays in america
1: all right now that i've scared off like half of our potential listener base right um we're not going to talk about any of that we're not going to talk about any of that shit we're going we to talk like about something theory. else but uh this is our podcast i'm ned and this is meg
0: yeah or also known as egg, egg, egg-ly. egg because- oh really <laughs> yeah because our neighbor's daughter called me egg and i tried to explain this um to our other neighbor yeah and why have i told you about this how no. simone calls me egg okay so damon and i are now egg in danish
1: that is fantastic
0: because while yeah. we were in Texas, our neighbor Michaela and their um daughter Simone, came over to our house, and they all watched our cat okay and um Simone d- says she wants to go to Egg's house all the time, uh-huh and she means Meg's house, but she doesn't pronounce the "m" on the front end for some reason right um and i and I was trying to explain to our neighbor what that reason was. Yeah. But I was in a somewhat mentally compromised state at the time and so my explanation of who Simone is and why she can't pronounce my name came out kind of garbled. Oh
1: yes, you um, told me about this.
0: And so I was like, well the thing is is um so she Simone can't say my name. Um, because well, because she can't talk, right? I mean, she has a speech impediment. Yeah, uh, it's because she's very small. She's I'm very not explaining small. this right. And yeah. Damon goes, "It's because she's a three year old." Yes. <laughs> and, and our neighbor was like, "Oh, thank you for that clarification, because yes. I 100 percent thought we were talking about an adult woman." Right. Yes. And then I was like, "Why is Meg being so weird about why she can't talk? <laughs> like, what's happening?" <laughs> it's like she can't talk i mean she has a speech impediment no that's not mm-hmm. right either she just hasn't learned to speak yet <laughs> whatever anyway so yeah. now our nicknames are egg and danish and so that that's is how fantastic I, that's how i got that name yeah yeah what was there another part of that story sorry I-
1: uh yeah um where was it? oh anyway so um
0: yeah, so I'm sometimes called Egg, but Yeah,
1: egg. but this is our podcast. And, it's our podcast. Um, ostensibly, and it mostly
0: goes something like this. Most yeah, mostly it
1: goes something like this. Yeah, <laughs> ostensibly it's about art and design, uh, but really it's about the reunification of Germany. But, you know, <laughs> funny. but funny. Um, right. uh, no, so art and design. Uh, anyway, so I wanted to talk about on this Thanksgiving special, we will be doing our Christmas special um, where we talk about um, – supporting yes. our supporting the supporting war the tr- S- troops in the yes. war on christmas right, right. how supporting do the we troops do that on, yeah how do we exactly. do that what are some good tips for that etc so mm-hmm. look for that um or listen to one of our past episodes if you're so inclined um yeah uh anyway oh so if you have thoughts or ideas about what we've just said or what we're about to say or things that come up um or you just want someone on the internet to shout at uh you can send an email to dana our ceo and founder of this podcast and she will route your email you know your query in the right direction and that email is dana at fcbm.io that's d-a-n-a at fcbm.io so
0: you could also email egg
1: at you could also email egg (laughs) yeah don't give away all the secrets (laughs) um yeah but uh yeah send us an email um let us know what you think uh i think I know that our our podcast is pretty much on all the major um, podcasts to brew thingamajiggers that various aggregators. I saw
0: a new one recently that I wasn't familiar with. I think it's called Anchor.
1: Anchor. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, know. Anyway, we're typically, I mean, you can also just. We're on most of them. We're on most of them. You can get our feed directly from our website, fcpm.io. Yeah, just
0: do that. Then you don't get tracked by corporations. Yeah,
1: you don't get tracked mostly. I think we have some Google tracking on there because that's how we try to find out that people are listening to us at all um but if you have opinions about that send us an email because we don't really know what we're doing there as far as like why or who or whatever um Mm -hmm. anyway uh yeah we're pretty anti you know monetization uh, monetization well commercialization
0: tracking yeah like
1: commercialization and tracking and things like that like that's very important not to be doing that so um anyway here we are thanksgiving special i wanted to tell meg about this this thing that I recently kind of, yeah. I don't want to say became obsessed with. I find it very fascinating. Um,
0: well, I think like from what you're describing to me, just the first couple of sentences that you mentioned about yeah. it, because we haven't, we realized like, well, why am I telling you about it now? Yeah, Let's well, why record don't I just... and I'll tell you authentically the first time and then I can be surprised for real. Yeah. So, so <laughs> here we are.
1: <laughs> I, I, I would argue that I think this is a kind of art movement that is mm-hmm. of our modern times. It's pretty small um relative to other things that become viral and like take over the you know just like take over the public consciousness and go away this is something that's been around since uh technically since 1996 so in 1996 um an episode of the simpsons aired on uh april 14th 1996 and that title was called 22 short films about springfield and so in that episode there is a a particular uh short film uh, which I believe was the um let me find the number here so uh which was the eighth short film, and it is out of uh twenty three or whatever out of yeah out of twenty twenty the one they episode? had twenty one um i think they they had twenty one show twenty one huh. sort of short films um uh-huh. And the last one was cut off by um, the ending credits as ah. like, and I think that the fact that it's not actually 22 is a reference to something else, um, oh. like a reference to some other kind of short film collection. Um, and I will try to elicit, or I will try to discover that while we're talking about it and then potentially relay that. But cool. um I suspect this may be a multiple episode discussion for us over time because excellent,
0: I love those.
1: Yeah, there's a lot um, to unpack here, but w- in particular this uh, this art movement as I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of like people. So in sort of like common parlance now on the internet, like this is something that people would often to refer to as a meme. Um, yes. And, uh, but I think that it's more, it's, it's a little bit different from that. Yeah. Uh, so in 1996, this episode aired and somewhere around maybe, um, like 2007 or something like that, uh, people started to, um sort of remix and reference this episode in internet communities. Okay. Um, and not just the episode, but a very particular um, short film within the episode. And that short film has colloquially been called uh, Steamed Hams. And Got it. this skit is essentially... Um, so if you're not familiar with The Simpsons at all, I'll try to give you some information. But um, <laughs> essentially, there are two characters from The Simpsons. There is uh, Seymour, um, Principal Skinner. So Seymour Skinner is the principal of the school. That in the, Springfield. In Springfield. Springfield Elementary. Springfield Elementary, right. He's the, right. He's the principal of Springfield Elementary. So Principal Skinner. And the other character in this episode is Superintendent Chalmers and Chalmers um I can't remember his full name um let me see if I can look it up here, but anyway, Superintendent Chalmers is um the uh, Gary Chalmers, and there it, he is essentially like the the straight man to Skinners or to Skinner, right, so like mm-hmm. generally speaking like And to many in many ways, like I think one of the reasons that Chalmers is such an interesting character in The Simpsons is that he is mostly this very like no nonsense, like questioning character who's like, what the fuck is this nonsense going on around me all the time? Right. Mm -hmm. Like in in most Simpsons episodes, it's like insane bullshit is happening and people are doing incredibly crazy shit. And Chalmers role or character is often like, wait. You mean to tell me that this bullshit right now is real. And then someone like lies to him, Right. And especially Skinner Skinner's oftentimes principal Skinner's oftentimes like just. Lying to cover his ass. Yeah. Lying to cover his ass or just like making up like digging holes where like, you know, it's like you should have stopped hours ago and now you've created this entire nightmare of a situation because you couldn't just. Deepens. Yeah. The lie deepens and you keep like, you know, chasing it around. Um, Anyway, so steamed hams. This, this episode is essentially, uh, Superintendent Chalmers is coming over for, um, a luncheon with Skinner and Skinner burns the ham that he's, um, that he's cooking in the oven. And so essentially it's like within like two or three minutes, this incredible lie emerges that basically, you know first Skinner discovers that he's burned his ham he lies to Chalmers that um it's not smoke coming out of the oven it's steam because they're having <laughs> steamed clams mm, but, steamed clams yeah but then Skinner notices a crusty burger out the window and thinks to himself oh i'm going to run over and get some crusty burgers and pass them off as my own and he thinks he's like this great genius for figuring this out so he does that and then when he serves them Um, Chalmers is like, wait, I thought we were having steamed clams. And then Skinner is like, no, we're having steamed hams. That's what I call hamburgers. And, you know, and it just gets worse Uh from there. And And it's it's like
0: hamburger, steamed hamburgers or hamburgers. Like, where do people call them steamed hams? I've never heard of that. And he's like, upstate New York. And he's like, I'm from Utica and I've never heard that. It's just like, oh, my God. Yeah,
1: it just it's in and my favorite part is that then when the kitchen it's just like
0: every time he just keeps doubling down
1: yeah just doubling down and um chalmers is like he plays his character so straight because he ends up being like oh okay i guess i will accept that as as the lie gets more insane and then there's this moment where the kitchen's on fire and he's like good god what's going on in there and skinner is like oh that's the aurora borealis and chalmers is like you mean to tell me in your kitchen here localized is the or- Aurora Borealis at this
0: time of the year and yeah. season <laughs> yes. at this latitude.
1: Yeah. And Skinner is just like, yeah. And then Chalmers is like, really, can I see it? And Skinner is like, no. And that's basically <laughs> the end of it. Like okay. there's some more, but it's um, and it's worth watching. It's very short. i definitely recommend. Um, yeah. It's, it's like
0: two and a half minutes or something.
1: Yeah. It's uh, there's so many versions. So. The thing about the steamed ham sketch is like it's become this what I what I think of is this like sort of art form where it follows the form of um, essentially uh, steamed hams, comma, but and then whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So one of the interesting things was uh, in 2018, Bill Oakley, the writer of the sketch uh, yes. segment, posted the first draft skip Uh, script of it um in a tweet in a series of six tweets um and he titled it steamed hams but it's the original first draft in a thread which is like pretty amazing because at this point um there's uh i believe you just watched the episode where um it was it's steamed hams but um uh, uh, what's his Skinner's name? Skinner's
0: read by Jeff Goldblum. Yeah,
1: but Skinner is read by Jeff Goldblum, like for real. Like Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum reads sits lo- down, yeah. and, and
0: reads like in tandem with the soundtrack from the show. He like does the audio for Skinner in you know in in like concert with the Chalmers that's already pre recorded. It's pretty great.
1: Yeah, and and so the reason that um this kind of stands out to me is that. Over the last like ten years, there's mm-hmm. been this like low grade work being done on creating these remixes and re reimagining of this skit. So there's okay, yeah. there's um there's one that's quite popular called Steam ha- Steamed Hams, but there's a different animator every thirteen seconds, and so oh it's God. the audio from the original, but it's like new animation every time. Um, Whoa! There's uh these like new ones are happening all the time like there's one recently. So, yeah.
0: This is basically uh, like our favorite thing in the whole world was just reiterating on a theme.
1: Yes. Yeah, and it's amazing. really it's really amazing and creative and obviously some of them are way better than others. It's uh-huh. also like it's it's funny, but it's not that funny. You know, like it isn't right. like it's like much of it and many of them are very abstract um mm-hmm. like there's one like i'm looking on youtube right now i just googled it and there's a bunch that have been released like in the last like 22 hours um or last 24 <laughs> hours sorry 22 24 hours like oh my um, god there's one called steamed hams but skinner murders his mother and like each one of these like the it's really interesting to watch them because sometimes like a very talented individual has done some amazing cuts sometimes it's someone who's like i did this on my phone with an app i downloaded and every time like it because it's so short it doesn't to me it's like you can recognize when someone put a lot of effort and did a really good job but I never feel like I've wasted a lot of my time if it's not that great, that right? Great. Like just because it didn't appeal to me. So doesn't how mean-
0: long, how long have you been researching different versions of steamed hams?
1: So I. I first kind of became really aware of this like just a couple of weeks ago when I texted oh, you. Oh
0: my God. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, I think I kind of remember, I definitely saw the episode when it came out in 1996. I was an avid Simpsons watcher back then. Like I, I'm sure I saw it like when it aired or real like in syndication, like a couple years later. Um, uh-huh. but, um, but it's interesting cause it's like, a lot of these, like, there's old ones, so if you do a Google, like, uh, if you search on YouTube, is a great place to find a lot of these they've been uploaded to. Um, right, it, well,
0: I'm, that's where I'm looking right now, and here's what, so the first one that comes up is the original Steamed Hams. Right, right. The second one that comes up for me is Steamed Hams, but there's a different animator every 13 seconds, like you mentioned. Yep. Yep. Then after that, it's Goldbloom. Then it's Chalmers is obsessively investigative. <coughs> then it's Steamed Hams, but it's Basket Case by Green Day. Then it's Steamed Hams, but it's an ultimate Steamed Hams playlist. Yeah. There's also Steamed Hams Incorporated. Which Uh, I'm not sure if it's like a mashup or I
1: mean that's my point is like it's
0: There's just so many different iterations of this. There's
1: so many, and some of them are really good. One of the ones that stands out to me is there's uh one called Steamed Hams, but it's directed by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, are you shitting me? No, for real. Um, Oh
0: my God.
1: And, and so this is my, like, this is why I would argue that it's like this kind of low grade art movement because that one is from about four years ago, but there are new ones like happening now. And I think we're kind of like seeing like a new resurgence, a little bit of it. Uh Um, and the old videos that are from a couple years ago have like, you know, a couple million views on YouTube, which indicates that it's like, you know, at that time they were pretty popular. Um,
0: amazing
1: yeah it's really interesting um there's one that is called steamed hams but recreated using only seinfeld clips which i've watched which (gasps) is also really amazing um and and so it's very much like each episode or each kind of person's take on it is wildly different. It could be that the only thing retaining to it is the concept. Sometimes it's like really strictly like follows the script. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like pretty much the script exactly, but some weird video editing or some like kludging of stuff or just doing some like audio manipulation. Um It's really fascinating how um like, how creative people are within this like bound of this like sort of shared resource
0: this is the thing right like limitations spur creativity putting like restrictions on something like it has to be some version of this is like oh my god just think of the million ways that you can work off of that like it's already there for you Yeah. yeah like you can just tweak a million different things about it and come out with a different little video every single time Oh, God, I love this so much. So, because I have shingles on Thanksgiving again, yes. uh-huh. I'll probably be spending a fair amount of time floating around in a bathtub to yes. alleviate some of the excruciating pain that I'm constantly in. And uh, I, sometimes I, <clears throat> I need to sit in the bathtub for a while for it to be, like, you know, pain relieving. Right. Um, and the problem is that I get bored, but now I will have something to do, yes, yeah, the whole time I'm in the bathroom
1: right, and this is where I think like i this is why I say this might be like a multiple episode for us because I yes. think that we could do We're going some to deep have to dives do some research, and, yeah, do some research, pick out some stuff um there's one episode that I think I sent to you, and i'm gonna I think it's worth referencing, so if you're listening along and you're like, well, what the fuck is this all about? There is somebody who does a good job of um I think of giving a good overview that I'm maybe not doing the best of. And ah, that like how um, the
0: fuck did we get here with this thing?
1: Yeah, like how the fuck did this all fucking happen? Mm-hmm. Um so there is a YouTube channel called JJ McCullough. Okay. Um, and he does an episode called Steamed Hams, but everything is fully explained. And that's about 20 minutes long. Um he posted it in uh last year and it essentially um Covers quite a lot of um, a lot of the meme or the concept and overview of like some very popular versions of it. Um, and he discusses and ah uh, yes, it's, so
0: this is the one that you sent to me. Yes, I recognize yeah, it. Yeah, it.
1: it's not it's not exhaustive. Um, I noticed like he he also has like some more notes in his comments below about like even more information that's like more newer. Um, But it's, I think it's definitely a great stepping off point. um, If you're interested in like kind of following along or like, you're just like, what the fuck are these two people These two idiots on this (laughs) podcast telling me about right now. Um, Right.
0: You have to see it for yourself. It's quite, quite good
1: yeah um if you already followed you know so about four years ago i think is when it peaked and i was just actually noticing that there's a um there's an episode here uh that was um so one of the four-year-old ones uh let me find it um hold on it basically one of the commenters basically posted and then said um they basically were like you know i i put a lot of effort into this but i was worried that this meme was almost dead and that was like four years ago right so um <laughs> it's interesting because this so, so to me one of the things i think that's interesting about looking at the steamed hams in particular is that it gives you a good idea of what what memes are about a little bit like if you're not really that in touch with like internet culture or you didn't grow up with it and you're finding it all very alienating i find this to be um Maybe a good way for like more like both more accessible and also more alienating because mm-hmm. it's not as in your face and funny as like a, an image that like you identify with right now. It's like, oh, like, you know, the way Garfield was like, I hate Mondays and everybody's like, I hate Mondays. Like, it's not like that, right? Like, it's this <laughs> right. really abstract um thing that like, you know, it's like the Simpsons. I imagine some people who are into this like they were not born in 1996 when this aired. Mm-hmm. um and so it's this really short skit um and it's not the skit that matters necessarily it's like how people are interpreting it and that Mm -hmm. to me is like a big part of art and this is where it's like you can look at this as someone from the outside being like oh i don't usually um you know follow internet culture but this is something that's been on the slow burn for a long time and had like is having kind of a little bit of a resurgence right now. It's been, you know, it's come and gone. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things uh, that I think people could kind of like you, it's a great gateway to understanding other concepts of like internet culture. So yeah. um, something that's been kind of uh, codified since like probably for the last like 15 years or so is the concept of shit posting where, <laughs> yeah. um, where, where, this is, like, an activity that is basically, it's internet slang for the idea of, like, a range of user misbehaviors where it's, like, people are, like, you know, they're engaged in some internet discussion where it's, like, on a forum or some kind of online mm-hmm. social media and, you know, interaction. And the idea of shitposting is where it's, like, you, the intent is to sort of... um derail the conversation or shift Mm. or what's called like thread jacking where it's like somebody is like hey we're starting this discussion and then someone shows up and they're like hey but what about this and everybody's like wait what do you mean and the next thing you know it's this invasion of a bunch of people Uh in this case talking about fucking steamed hams right um yes and so it's it (laughs) has been in the past um like you know a way for users to misbehave online so to speak or like disrupt conversations yeah. for better or for worse like it's you know sometimes that's good sometimes that's bad but sure that's not the point of this discussion i mean my i can point. see
0: how that could be very strategic if you yeah it to be. Like, yeah I for sure no judgment about the
1: yeah i the mean methodology
0: I, could be very effective
1: right like i mean uh, you know a real world example is like i when i go um when i go off-roading with some of my friends it's like mm-hmm. clearly our politics are not the same And the only thing we have in common is that we love being outdoors and we love supporting each other and being outdoors. And I've been able to maintain that because their, their sort of approach to that is the same as mine. It's like low impact. We're not here to trash the environment. We're not here to like be assholes. We're here to like, you know, appreciate being outdoors and this Mm -hmm. like, and there's some recognition of the privilege of it, um, which so far has been fine. But like Like an example of shitposting is like occasionally there'll be another member who's like, not as frequently attending and they'll want to bring up politics and like uh my friend rich and i'll both just be like it's shit post time right we're gonna derail this conversation before it ever gets off the ground because we know that there's no good like there's no resolution here like no one's bringing this like amazing like we're gonna now have a heart-to-heart discussion about politics like you guys are fucking Trumpers. i mean actually the guys that i go with regularly i don't think are trumpers but my point is like it's like you know, we have a very big disagreement about politics and we're going to fucking not bring that out here because then this whole thing falls apart. Right. And so, sure, I mean, you could use shit posting in that regard, too. You're just like, nope, stop, shut it down. This is, you know, we need more noise and less signal because that signal is not going to be good for anybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs>
0: More noise and less signal. Yeah, there. but you know, <laughs> it also
1: it also, you know, ends up like disrupting potentially, you know, valuable discussions too,
0: Right. But- so we could be like in a serious meeting and then I could come in sideways and be like, yeah, that's important, but has anyone seen that steamed hams episode?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And
0: then it was like, I've seen it, and then we could be like, but have you seen all the iterations of it? Exactly. And then it's like, yeah. we were here to talk about an audit?
1: right (laughs) Yes. (laughs) yeah but more importantly did you know that jeff goldblum did a impromptu script reading of it um yeah so (laughs) the the steamed hams like i think that it is a good way for it's a slow moving meme in my mind um and so that's something that's like makes it more accessible to uh anyone who has had a hard time like has felt that you know internet culture is very like just just sort of hard to hold on to or hard to just even wrap your brain around um
0: it moves very quickly
1: it does move very quickly um which is betrayed by that guy's comment of being like i didn't know if this was still popular you know or if this was going to survive by the time i got this done um you know and that's kind of um that's kind of the thing right like
0: what i like about the internet is that um everything is right there to begin with so if you let a meme go for a certain length of time and then it kind of like settles into the dust or whatever you can pick it up and see the whole history of it yeah right there yeah and just pick up where you left off
1: yep Yep. like
0: the space-time continuum of the internet is not the same as like the rest of reality
1: (laughs) right right yeah it's um it is that is one of the interesting things like that sort of um Everything leaves such a clear history. I was just thinking about this uh, this morning when I was showering. I was thinking like how um, like modern history is very interesting because so much information is available. Yeah. Around like events and thoughts and ideas and like culturally, like what other people were thinking about it at the time mm-hmm. when um, I, you know, it's still a little bit skewed cause you know, the people who have access to the internet and are able to leave their ideas are you know, the, still, the same
0: people who run everything.
1: Yeah, like it's still much you know, it's a much smaller group than um say like a lot of the people who are affected by some of these policies. Right. But
0: it's racialized and gendered and all of the things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's for a sure. A lot
1: of a lot of issue there. But um but also like we have you know things like the Wayback Machine. Um and you can you can go see a lot of popular websites like what they looked like twenty years ago. Yeah. And that is not something that existed prior, like, you know, written history. Yeah. Like it still suffers the same problem of written history, right? It's like, who are the people who won the wars and have all the resources? They're the ones who got to write shit down. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who gatekept all of, you know, all of language and all of communication and all of all right. like larger scale operations of humanity, as well as wealth and all of the other things. Um, I'm sure I'm not doing this justice. And I, I absolutely would invite anyone listening this to write in and give their opinion or come on the show and fucking talk about it. Like I'm not going to get in your way. Um, Nor are we going to profit from it because we don't make any money on this. But, um, right. (laughs) You know, uh, if you, (laughs) anyway, if you have, (laughs) if you have thoughts or ideas or you just want to recommend other people who are doing a better job of actually discussing about that (laughs) by all means, Please write in, and we will absolutely, with your permission, um, you know, re- make those recommendations or yeah. You know, talk we're about,
0: not like experts in anything. We notice no, a lot of things. No. Yeah, I. We're, I we're good even, noticers. Yeah, we're good noticers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Yeah, there um,
0: are some things on which I am an expert, but not a professional.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um I guess there are things that I'm an expert and a professional because I'm paid right. Right. I'm paid to write software and I I potentially know a lot about that. Um but I don't like to think about it very much anymore. Mm. I the I think the the sort of NFTs like when when uh cryptocurrency kind of blew up, I thought, oh this is this is peak idiocy, like we've we've made it and then when NFTs, like, layered on top of it, I was like, oh, yeah. God. It's um,
0: The the NFTs are the reiteration of the idiocy of, like... Yes,
1: it was like, man, we need a new paint job so we can keep this going a little bit longer. Right. Like, people still haven't figured out this is a pyramid scheme, so just one more slap of paint on there, we're good to go. Uh-huh. Um, I I can't, yeah. I
0: can't tell you how, like, how... How much schadenfreude i am enjoying. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. you know, like, on one hand, I'm, like, suffering tremendously in the physical sense. And on yes. the other hand, I'm, like, brimming with sunshiny joy at the dissolution <laughs> of some of the dumbest, scammiest people and companies uh-huh. that have ever existed. Yeah. Oh, God. And we've been talking about this for so long.
1: I know. It's... Oh, uh, man. Um... I'm reminded of when we uh, when we kind of called out um, uh, Pantone for their kind of bullshit oh, yeah. with the um, and how like I also I love that like that's just keeps paying dividends right like some of our first episodes were just like. Mm-hmm look at this bullshit how can this be real this is bullshit um and i you know it's it's nuanced right because there are there's a certain level of service that pantone potentially provided that you know made sense in the context of the capitalist (laughs) in you know integration that it was but like we're like even the idea of like a color of the year is kind of bullshit because you know you can't have you need to have context to have right to have a, a color a
0: standalone color of the year is pointless and meaningless because there's no like frame of reference like right. why is that the color right of it's, the year? if if the there's, color of,
1: if it's solo it's just gray every year right whatever color you name it it doesn't matter it's ultimately gray because if you sit mm-hmm. there and stare at one color your brain is going to try and normalize that to 50 percent gray or you know whatever light value it is yeah, but it
0: becomes meaningless it
1: becomes meaningless and so we're like you need at least two colors and so and then what they do the next year they came out with two colors right and now and, and now like you're welcome you're welcome and now i feel like they have betrayed their fucking bullshit like they betrayed their money grubbing by the fact that now they're requiring all of those um all the people who previously created work in um in photoshop mm-hmm. to now buy a license in order to um use the work that they've already created
0: their own fucking work
1: yeah because color color ownership of colors right
0: God, that is, it, it, that's so extortive.
1: Oh, it's, it's gross. You're it's, like
0: holding my work for ransom now?
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's just over the top, not okay.
0: Ugh, God, I just loathe Pantone so much. Yeah. Man, they are just like, they're like, <laughs> they're like, what if you did everything wrong in starting a company about color? <laughs> right. Like everything from like their their like abstract conceptions of what count as like colors of the year and like the like reference referenceless singular colors for the longest time uh-huh. and and then the like do you remember they just totally cheaped out and did like s- like gray and yellow because of the art Basel Miami with with the yes. With the banana and the duct tape,
1: uh huh. And I'm
0: like, you guys, you that now you're ripping off somebody else's art.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so good. I mean, it's terrible, but it's it's it's...
0: terrible, but it's like it illustrates our point. Like these people are hacks. Yeah. And their website is fucking awful.
1: Uh, Oh my
0: god! Oh Pantone, you fucking swindlers! You like ransom holding, kidnapping, thieving. Yeah. Oh, God. This is just another example of like people trying to dissect every fucking aspect and facet of the human experience and then charge rent for it. This whole rent seeking thing is so annoying. Like I don't know if other people have noticed this, but oh my god, everything is about rents now. Yep. Everything from like you need to you're buying a plane ticket, that's great. You thought you bought a plane ticket, but you haven't actually bought a plane ticket till you pay extra for the individual seats you have to pick out on this fucking aircraft. Oh, now I'm charging you rent on your seat. Like yep. you you think that you're like everything is rents now. Oh, it drives me nuts. I can't even leave the house anymore.
1: It's it is really really upsetting like the rent seeking is just getting out of hand um but that's i mean that's where we're going right like it's just yeah. going to get worse like it's not going to get better i don't think
0: like one of the things Damon and I used to do, because Damon is a very upstanding person and refuses to like pirate anything off the internet ever. So we yes. pay like full price for all of our fucking video streaming services, which is super annoying, but like, what do you do, right? Yeah. So he's honest to a fault. And so uh, at some point I was like, okay, we have Amazon Prime because we have Amazon Prime, so we get Prime Video. But yeah. Then we're also paying for Netflix and HBO and Disney Plus and Hulu and something else, I think. Of course.
1: So you can and get I was all the like, things.
0: You're right, because you can get all the things, but I was like, Damon... We can only physically watch one thing at a time.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. So
0: why are we paying for all these simultaneous services? We should just binge and move through an entire season of a service yeah. and then put it on hold and then pay the next one. Then we're we'll only paying 10 bucks a month instead of 50 or 60 or like asterisk, you know. Remember when you used to have to buy like cable TV and it was like $110 a month for 50 God. channels you're never yes. going to watch. Yes. I was like, that's what I feel like we're doing all over again, except the model is slightly different. Right. Right. And that's why people are willing to do it. I'm not willing to do it. So now we're just down to Amazon Prime, which we get all the time because you pay once a year and then you get it. Right. And then like right now we have HBO because John Oliver was in season, but he just ended his season. So now you now I we are freed to... of HBO. Yes. And we can <laughs> unshackle ourselves from them uh-huh. and move on to another like entertainment. Um, right, right. Suck hole, you know.
1: I I find like as time goes on, I watch more and more really specific YouTube channels and almost nothing else.
0: I am getting there with you.
1: I like I yep. <laughs> I watch Peter draws. Yes. When I'm you know in the mood and I all get the time. like all the time, yeah. Anytime. <laughs> um, and then I watch some like Science Channel, you know, like NASA mm-hmm. when they just had the space launch. Yep. Um, there's a couple of artists that I like to see, like the art that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah and then occasionally like things like steamed ham comes up and i'm like oh right. what the fuck is this um and you know get interested in like what's what's happening there like here's one from two years ago so like four years ago was like a big spike but then yeah. two years ago must have been a big spike because there's one steamed hams but it's in legos and <gasps> they basically just did a lego animation or stop motion animation of
0: mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. oh um, bet i bet that one's delightful
1: yeah it's like i haven't even seen it so i don't know i'm just seeing the title um
0: yeah
1: there's uh you know here's one from four years ago steamed hams but skinner has schizophrenia i have no idea what that's about like all of these takes on it are gonna be you know and there's probably like multiple versions of a given title because they're um you know because the the titles are short and you know people are going to be stepping on each other's toes about implementation ideas but um like, there's ones that are really, um, really, like, pretty well thought out and, like, well done. And some of them are just, like, that was a throwaway, but I somehow it works. Um,
0: this one, I just found steamed hams, but it's The Confrontation from Les Rob.
1: Oh, that sounds awesome. It's... It is funny like oftentimes I feel like some ways like maybe one of the reasons I identify with this is like we love coming up with podcast titles almost as much as we like doing the podcast and so sometimes I think the podcast title is like almost irrelevant to like you know what I mean it's like that's a really (laughs) clever title and then you watch it and it's like well that's not what I expected but also not disappointed. Um, (laughs)
0: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Pleasantly surprised. Right. Um. Uh, there's one here that is a live action steamed hams recreated under actual northern lights in Tromsø, which i think is in like sweden
1: (laughs) yes amazing that is amazing
0: (laughs) steamed hams but chalmers is a blade runner
1: Uh uh-huh oh that sounds awesome
0: steamed hams but chalmers is everywhere
1: yes i saw that one that one gets weird um there's like some of these i will say like the further down the hole you go mm-hmm. like it gets to um like what one might describe as like high weirdness
0: <laughs> yeah
1: like the funny the funny is not in the in the individual thing but like as a whole you're like yeah. what is going on now uh-huh. um, like there's there's some of them it's like uh, steamed hams but it's ace attorney if you're not really familiar with ace attorney it was this like video game that was sort of like a oh it was sort of like an interactive comic book um uh-huh. you kind of like you you did you listen to cases and then you could like object or do things and it was very animated and really fun um mm-hmm. i seem to remember playing it on my game boy one version of a game boy um mm-hmm. it's been a long time but um
0: I mean, you know, honestly, somebody should. Oh, maybe it's a probably...
1: series. Oh. Uh. So there was a video game that I played, a series of visual novel adventure games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Adventure video games. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: There's a steamed hams, but it's Aha's take on me with the pencil drawing animation. Oh, nice. Um. I'll forward that one to you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh shit! I was gonna tell you something and then I just forgot. Well, that's annoying oh, for anyone sorry. listening. No, it's okay. It's my fault. I, one of the complications of having shingles is that it really fucks with your neurology because like it's, it's fucking up your like cerebrospinal fluid and all the stuff that's in your nerves. Like it's really messed up and you get a buildup of tau proteins, which is the same thing that happens to people in Alzheimer's. Oh, really? Yes. And when I got the minor fever about 10 days before my shingles outbreak this time, I was having the hardest time thinking about shit. Like I could not come up with the right words for the right objects and things like it was it was crazy. It was like I had Alzheimer's. It was nuts. Oh, I was like, this is what it feels like to have dementia. Like, this is what it feels like to go slowly crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I could feel it. And I was aware of it. I was aware that I wasn't able to do what I was supposed to be able to do. Right. And it was right. like really frustrating. Um yeah. and I had this same problem the first time I got shingles because I actually had it in my brain and like in, in I had like right, I remember, fucking yeah. encephalitis from it. So like um <laughs> I I couldn't read afterwards. Like, I retained the ability to read, but, like, I could only read, like, a word at a time. Like, a sentence as a complete thought wouldn't stay in there. I could only, like, I could only comprehend short snippets of shit at a time, and I couldn't string a lot of stuff together. So, for, like, three or so years after I was sick with that the first time, I I didn't read anything unless it was for work.
1: Yeah, that's really intense.
0: Yeah. It was just nuts because I read compulsively. Like... (laughs) In, in, in under normal circumstances like right. i'm reading several books at once right now so anyway i was kind of like blah, blah, but i think i'm still having some of that like i'm not oh sure like yeah. i i am extremely forgetful right now mm-hmm. right like mid-sentence i'll be like fuck what was i literally just saying a word ago <laughs> like yeah I, off it goes i just lost right, it right. it's getting better but that's
1: good yeah I well hopefully that will
0: <laughs> lesson up <laughs> it's this is just such a hassle i was telling damon like what if i had a real fucking job
1: yeah yeah can
0: you imagine this is the second year in a row in november that i've had to, i would have had to take off multiple weeks off of work like right. can't come to show up in person
1: right yeah in you're just condition. like i can barely function yeah
0: oh my god so i we were also talking about like how how terrible things happened to me in november so all three times i've had shingles it's been in november over thanksgiving yeah um my wisdom teeth out in mexico that was and and when we had thanksgiving at your house and i hadn't eaten in three weeks Oh yes. <laughs> also yes. in the month of november right around my birthday and thanksgiving <sighs> um what else there's been like a ton of stuff oh when i had h1n1 that was <sighs> Right after Thanksgiving,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's like what
0: I, the fuck? I hate November.
1: <laughs> I have this. Uh, hopefully, you won't mind me sharing this experience of you when we were at Thanksgiving and you were here, <laughs> and it was, and we made those cookies. <sighs>
0: Yes, we had made hash cookies, which are like, you know, it's fine, you can make those in California. So I ate a fuck ton of them. Yeah, but because we Because it made was them. the only solid food that I'd had in, in three weeks.
1: Yeah, and we made them because um we had we we wanted to, but that meant that they were like really poorly regulated about like how right. much the dose was. And I remember, like, I had one or two, and I was like, oh, this is really intense. And I remember looking over, and I was like, where did all those cookies go? And you're like, Mm -hmm. just stuffing one down your face. And then later at the end, I remember thinking, at the end of the weekend, (laughs) and you were getting ready to go. And Damon was like, where's Meg? And I was like, man, she's been really quiet lately. And I look over and you're at the fridge and you're, the fridge is open and you're holding this yes. bottle of heavy whipping cream, yes. pouring a little Spoonfuls bit into a spoon one it. at a time. Yep. And I just like, oh, so because I
0: had just eaten a bunch of. The, yeah, you did.
1: Um- um
0: Uh, pumpkin pie
1: pumpkin pie yes there was no
0: we didn't whip any whipped cream on top of it or something like that and so i was like oh well i need to spoon it in now (laughs) (laughs) it was just
1: so good it was just so it was so classically like just stoner it's just stoner and like (laughs) lovely and like just very like wholesome like the whole weekend like we just like we hung out we were just like having a good time went sailing we went sailing Um, with a baby with a baby yep (laughs) yep
0: that was a great thanksgiving
1: yeah it was i mean
0: it was especially good for me because like not uh, our baby we just borrowed not our baby somebody else's baby um (laughs) we know whose baby it was and they were there yes we didn't steal a baby to take it sailing no um (laughs) that would be weird yeah the parents their parents
1: also attended sailing with the baby
0: (laughs) both both parents were there and consenting of their child going sailing yes um
1: also, we weren't high when we were doing that, just to be clear. Anyway. <laughs> True. Also, yes, what else there was can a we?
0: Time gap. What <laughs> other,
1: what other uh, disclaimers might we need to give here? What
0: other disclaimers can we put on here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was in such excruciating pain because I had um, dry sockets in three of my four molars. Or the yeah. holes left by my molars. And they had yes. a jackhammer a bunch of bone out of my jaw to get my teeth out because I'm so fucking old. Uh-huh. Uh, and they were so impacted. And they didn't give me any pain medicine.
1: I forgot about that. Yes. They
0: gave me nothing. And then right. also because I had them out in Mexico, it wasn't like you don't get like follow-up visits.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You just, they did them. What do you need? What more do you need? Your teeth are out. Right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I did go back for a follow-up and it was fine. But like, um, they did a great job. Like they did an amazing job of taking my teeth out. But then I just had to like stand in line to get back into the United States. And it took like two hours and I was spitting blood all over the streets in Mexico. It was like, this isn't uh-huh. ideal, but there's no alternative. Like there's no, I don't know what else to do here. Right, um, right. And so uh, they gave me like no pain medicine and I had nothing... I couldn't really eat anything because the, I had this dry socket and like, oh God, it was just a nightmare. Um, right. And I and so I wasn't eating any solid food because I didn't want to get in trouble with the open socket. And yeah, yeah. Fuck, it just took forever to heal. And I, I, I ended up putting some hemostatic. Um,
1: right. I remember. Yeah. Because you were just like, fucking hemostatic, packet, yeah, packing yeah.
0: it in. Um, and I packed it. I soaked it in clove oil and packed it in there so that it would be antiseptic. And that helped a lot with the pain and stuff, but it wasn't like a permanent solution. And so by the end of three weeks, I was just like starving. Yeah. Like literally yep. like yep. from being on a liquid diet, mostly of clear stuff. Um, And I was in so much pain that I was just like desperate. And so those cookies solved two of my problems in one yes, fell swoop, yes, yeah. which is why I ended up eating like a dozen of them at our house. And uh-huh. like I was just like, I was okay for like three days straight. I was like, I feel all right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I feel like I can cope with this. (laughs) So crazy. Oh my gosh. Just wild. So Minnesota is about to legalize uh, recreational. (gasps) Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Because we got a trifecta in the most recent elections. We got house and Senate and uh, governor all democrats which i'm yeah. not particularly a democrat per se but i'm much no, more happy no. about that than republicans so right right um, <laughs> that's nice and so like apparently one of the first things that our I, governor did was call jesse ventura up and be like do you want to be at the bill
1: signing <laughs> <we legalize laughs> that's so <awesome>. we-
0: <laughs> it's so great i voted for jesse he was amazing
1: there's something um it's i'm always like i mean i'm a democrat like what choice do i have right um yeah anyway yeah. uh well that is cool and mm-hmm. that is uh i mean i think we we did a good first pass uh at the uh the concept of steamed hands right.
0: um so now we're gonna have to like really go down this rabbit hole and like both of us are gonna have yes. to see where our paths fork
1: yes exactly yeah Get, a, get a really are we gonna
0: good... should we do a top 10
1: yeah, maybe we need to do a top 10. I mean, okay. I I, th- I think part of the problem is like we just need to spend some time on it and then some right. pattern is going to emerge that we're going to be like, we want to yes. talk about this thing. You know what? You're right. Yeah. I'm going to start um, out
0: looking for my favorites and yes. then I will yeah. passively like, observe other things and be like, while I was picking out my favorites, do you know what I noticed about all of this?
1: Yeah. And, and to be fair, I think like one of the things <laughs> that we talked about right at the beginning is like anytime mm-hmm. you're doing an art thing or something, it helps to have um it helps to start out with rules and have some restrictions in place so i'm totally in let's say not even top let's say let's limit it more top five Um, yes me
0: five me five you five yeah exactly sure
1: yeah and then we can
0: i'm excited to see if we have any overlap oh me too and if so how much like yes what if we what if we end up with all of the same favorites because we are exactly the same
1: it's certainly possible i the only the only thing that makes me think that that might not happen is mm-hmm. that um
0: <laughs> we are not exactly the same
1: no 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 oh you know what it was funny I, I was gonna text you yesterday but it was like really late i saw this um <laughs> okay. i saw this person i know i should have i saw this person walking around um with a straw hat on and i wanted to text you and say i saw this person who was the same same size as us <gasps> and she had this straw hat on and it made me think of you because i always have these like these memories of you like walking around with a hat when uh-huh. we go outside like you yep. know it's fucking sunny and bright in san diego um, yeah
0: and i hate squinting because it's like on the side of my face with all the nerve damage from the first time i had yes, shingles. Yes, exactly,
1: everything yes. affects
0: that side of my face like way more intensely yeah. so if i eat spicy foods the left half of me is like totally cool and the right half of me is like sweating and my eye is watering
1: uh-huh <laughs> and
0: like and my it's like burning my throat but only on the right side right, and so a lot right of side. times if i go out in daylight and there's sunlight coming the sunlight on the right side of my my face will make me squint really hard involuntarily and then i get a headache from yes, it so i have to yeah. wear hats all the time uh huh <laughs> god <laughs> don't get shingles in your head is the moral of the story right.
1: whatever you do don't get shingles in your head um <laughs> uh-huh. So I had uh to pivot away a little bit um but talk more about the mm-hmm. podcast before we before we wrap up yes. um I've been watching this show uh on youtube called um actually oh yes, and it's a it's like a game show with like it it's become pretty clear to me that essentially it's sort of um loosely a bunch of people who work in the industry in l a uh kind of have friendship and so they kind of like end up it's like sometimes there's youtubers sometimes there's like sort of um like like is it thomas middleditch whoever played um he was in uh anyway it doesn't matter like yeah silicon valley like there's there's some people who are like like more or less big stars have been on it um from time to time but it's like it's the premise of it is great it's basically um it's it's very much uh how do I put it so there's three contestants they sit on a couch, they have buzzers mm-hmm. there's a host, and the host reads statements that are mostly true, except for one one aspect of it that's not true and the goal is for the contestants to buzz in and say um actually and then correct it oh my gosh that's great it is it is pretty great and it's all um it's all basically like nerd culture so it's supposed to be like very much focused on um you know fantasy and uh like sci-fi and various like games and and cartoons and animations and movies and stuff like there's a lot of like harry potter or there'll be a lot of like dune stuff or there'll be a lot of like dungeons and dragons or you know it just really spans like the whole gamut so like different people are good at different things um and so i think uh so like matt mercer who is if i don't i was not that familiar with him but he runs a game online that he became very popular for called critical role um and so like it's a sort of it's sort of like a dramatization of a dungeons and dragons role-playing group essentially ah! that, that they became they kind of made that format very very popular like okay. lots of people have watched it and so lots of people might know who he is i personally only know about him through this show but um mm-hmm. anyway but my point is like this show is um it's it's fun it's not like i one of the things i like about it is it's not that like super intense high level of like entertainment that you get with other stuff and it's clearly like it's it's a little more intimate because like these people have their own relationships and they kind Mm -hmm. of make jokes and sometimes they don't work and sometimes they do um but it is it is a fun show but it made me think about some things we might want to try on the podcast one of them Uh one of the games that they play is like they play audio clips and then you have to like guess where the audio clip was from like what movie or what sound it was so like like one of them would be like, oh, what's that sound? Oh, that's the sound of the TARDIS from Doctor Who, or like, what's that theme song? Like that kind of thing. Yes. Um, and I thought it might be fun um, sometime. I, I'm going to have to figure out how to do it because we need to be able to play the clips so we can both hear them. And I haven't figured out how to make my current audio setup work that way. But because yeah. um, like I couldn't hear your audio either when you were playing that video. Um, but yeah. I know, but watching it, I was like, I know exactly how Jeff Goldblum sounds because we were earlier, we were watching the Steamed Hams version of jeff goldblum together um yeah anyway so i thought that might be a fun kind of format the to play, audio sample game the audio sample game and we could maybe play that with um, i love that lauren um you know we can kind of rope her back into yes! back into things um lauren yeah get her back on the show mm-hmm. uh yeah so anyway um that was something i thought we might try and yeah. uh if you're listening if you've made it this far into the episode thank you so much for listening and um, do send us your thoughts or ideas. Again, you can email Dana D A N A at fcbm.io. And um, if you have, I mean, that could be a fun listener thing too. If they wanted to send in, I'm not sure how we would do this. Um, well, anyway, if you have thoughts about that, or that's something you'd like to listen to, we'd love to hear mm-hmm. about it. Or something you'd hate to listen to, you can you can pre-complain about it, and then we'll put <laughs> up warnings about it when we end up doing it. So.
0: File your pre complaint here.
1: Yeah, file your pre yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> to file your pre complaint, email yes. egg at exactly. FCBM.io. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Um anyway, that's all I've got. Uh okay. do you have any last housekeeping or anything you want to throw?
0: Oh. Away? Um, uh, oh. <laughs>
1: I just heard your cat in the yeah. background
0: <laughs> there's a cat he's yelling at me to come upstairs with him oh gotcha he's like hey come on upstairs with me uh-huh are you coming up that's what it's that's the voice he uses too
1: uh-huh. uh-huh
0: he's yelling at me right now uh-huh uh, i um i counted up the number of bee cocoons
1: oh cool
0: from this past summer and i got to 80
1: Oh, wow. Are you going to freeze them all?
0: Oh Well, they don't freeze. They live in the fridge.
1: I'm sorry, in the fridge. Yeah, Yeah,
0: they hibernate. That's where they are right now. Yeah. Yeah, I got 80 of them. Very exciting. Maybe even 90. I can't remember. I'll have to ask Damon. It was 80 or 90, and I can't remember if we made it all the way to 90. But it was a lot, and I was like, wow. And I hope that they're all going to hatch. I have no idea of knowing.
1: Holy cow. Wow, that's really cool.
0: Yeah, and we got leaf cutters, too. And so they are... um, they are in so the basement, where these it's are very cool but not humid, like the like car- the carpenter is. carpenter bees.
1: Uh, mason bees. Mason, mason bees, bees Which they, yeah
0: masonry carpentry like okay like, sure crossover. Well, yeah um, but so
1: they um so they lay they lay eggs and that form cocoons.
0: Yes, so they they are a solitary cavity nesting bee. Yes. So in the wild they will go in like a hole that a woodpecker has packed in a tree or right. like in between shingles on your house. Um, And what I put out are lake reeds and sure. I, I stack the reeds in a little um, enclosure and then the bees hatch out of these little cocoons that you place out near the enclosure and then they orient themselves um, and they... They see, oh, look, I've got this little house, all this housing here. I can't look at all these cavity nesting holes. This is great. And so they they mate with the male and female bees mate as soon as they hatch. And then they're off to work. And the female bees go and they gather pollen and um, they put some pollen at the back of the reed. And then they lay an egg on top of it. Uh And then they get some mud and they... Seal it up in a tiny little dormitory and oh, then shit. they get some pollen and then they lay an egg on it and then they seal it up with mud and they do that the whole length of the reed until they fill the whole reed up with cocoons. Wow. And then they seal the end off with a mud cap. Yeah. Um. And so that's why they're called mason bees because they work with clay. Gotcha.
1: With clay. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. And then
0: I also had leaf cutter bees and leaf cutter bees do something very similar except that instead of creating individual cells with walls between their larvae, they wrap them up like a cigar on the inside of the tube using leaves that they've cut up. So like just like a cigar yeah, um, with portions of leaves that are wrapped around the larvae, and then they mature and come out later in the summer than the mason bees do. And the leaf cutters oh. will then use other leaves to cut up and pack their little babies into a nesting hole too. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. Yeah. That sounds really fun.
0: Yeah, and I'm growing and raising these bees, or I'm not really raising them so much as fostering them. You kind of give them what they need, and then they do all the work themselves. You don't have to maintain them, um, <clears throat> that is to say, until you harvest their cocoons. And the only reason you do that is to, like, it, basically give them a boost in survival rates. Right, um, right. And, and ensure that more of them survive, because you're coddling them a little bit. But... Um, yeah, so then in the springtime when it's 55 degrees during the daytime on the regular, which around here is usually like kind of sometimes in May, but maybe even like later in May yeah, Um, reliably where it's like you've had a stretch of days that were all at least 55 degrees, you can put the cocoons out. And at that temperature, they usually hatch pretty quick. And then they hang around for like six weeks. So I'll put them out in waves. I'll put out some of the cocoons when my cherry trees first blossom. And then... um a couple of weeks after that, I'll put out a second wave of cocoons so that I have a gotcha. longer season of pollination Right, because um, right. they'll hatch at different intervals and then um, we'll see what happens. I don't know. We're just going to keep trying. And That's the reason cool. I'm doing this is because they are much more effective pollinators than honeybees are, even though... For whatever reason, I think because of the whole value-added concept of like, well, with honeybees, you get this honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Except they're terrible fucking pollinators. (laughs) They're (laughs) very effective pollinators for their own purposes. But if what you need is them to pollinate a bunch of vegetables and fruits and stuff like that so that you can feed it to people, they're not great at that. They only pollinate about 5% of the flowers that they visit. And the reason that European honeybees are bad pollinators is because they collect the pollen and fly away with it. They don't spread it around. They're very surgical. And so the only time they actually create pollination in a plant is when they have accidentally done it by being sloppy. Gotcha. Um because they strip all the pollen off of a plant. Right. And take it back to their hive. The mason bees and the leafcutter bees have this pollen basket, which is like it looks kind of like a toothbrush on their belly. Oh but but if the bristles were all like like a really old messed up toothbrush.
1: I got you. Yeah. And so
0: when they land on a flower, they belly flap on the flower and all (laughs) of the pollen kind of gets stuck into their belly hairs like 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 toothpaste into a toothbrush bristle. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: And when they fly away, all the pollen goes with them but as they do it they like kick up all this pollen everywhere they're absolutely coated in it Uh so they pollinate um 95 of the flowers that they visit and compared to a european honeybee which only pollinates five percent of the flowers they visit that's a huge increase but what's also noteworthy is that honeybees will only visit a a a number of flowers like 20 a day yeah, because they work so diligently to get them so clean, and um, right, and they right. stay in the same area to keep track of where they've been. The mason bees are very like ADHD about it. They fly all over the place. They don't care where they've been. They belly flop over. They make a mess, and um, they, uh, they visit something like two thousand blossoms a day. Wow! So the honeybees only get to like twenty flowers, and the mason bees get to like two thousand of them, and they pollinate basically all of them. Yeah. So they boost vegetable and fruit yields, mostly, mostly fruits. They mostly are like orchard bees. So yeah. like fruit trees, they'll do maple trees. Um, my Japanese lilac tree, they do the lilac bushes. Um, so they, they pollinate like really early spring stuff and then the leaf cutters come and they do like vegetables and stuff.
1: Right, right, gotcha.
0: So it's just fascinating. And they're, yeah. they're super easy to take care of and fostering them helps encourage other native bee populations. Um, And it's just like, I'm trying not to let everything around me burn to the ground.
1: Right, right. (laughs) So
0: anyway, that's all the news on my end. The shingles and bees
1: shingles and bees nice. oh
0: and my pinky finger was dislocated at yeah. the base from my hand yes for like three weeks and i didn't realize what was going on i thought it was just sprained and then today i popped it back in socket and it doesn't really hurt anymore and i was like oh. <laughs>
1: amazing oh god damn it though <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so that's why that hurt
1: <laughs> yeah
0: um so now i can use my left hand again so you know things are looking up
1: yeah yeah that's fantastic um all right, well, uh, I think that's that's, that. that's the news, <laughs> yeah, that's that. I, All right, um, get
0: to work on those videos. I'll do the same.
1: <laughs> okay, yes. oh, we're gonna try and post this, right? So yeah, let's post it. Okay, so if you want to um, we're gonna say goodbye to everybody, thank you. Bye. okay, bye.